Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Well, welcome back, my baby boomers, to uh, to the countdown to the New Year's show here on Another Day Above Ground. I'm Dale, and uh, I just uh, my partners and I just want to wish you a happy New Year before we get any further, because you know what the heck, why not? And uh, let me introduce my partners first from uh, from the beautiful state of Colorado in Denver. Please welcome Carolyn Strauss. Hey, everybody. And I already took care of what I needed to take care of for New Year's. I had my house cleaned, and then I cleaned it again. I got one of those carpet cleaner machines, and I walked in today after yoga, and I was like, what kind of, like, what is that smell? And I realized it's the smell of clean. So I'm very excited to start 2022 with the smell of, like, super clean. There's nothing nothing that beats the smell of clean, I'll tell you that, wherever you go. <laughs> and joining us from Indiana, the Aristotle of comedy, Mr. Tim Slagle. Hey, thousands of flights were canceled over Christmas weekend all over America, forcing passengers to become so desperate they actually ate airport food. (laughs) And paid a premium for it, I bet, you know, when they started running out. Uh, All this, you know, hullabaloo about New Year's. I, I do not celebrate New Year's. I wait until Chinese New Year's. It gives me six more weeks to get all my end of the year stuff done. So, you know... I, I love telling people that when I go into a store, they say, Happy New Year. I say, no, 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 I, I don't celebrate. Just to see the look on their face. <laughs> Does the IRS agree with you? Because there's all this stuff i got to get done this week. As long as you have a Chinese address. You know, that's, uh, all, that's all you need. <laughs> I'm at 45 Kung Pao Avenue. Uh, I actually have a friend who's Chinese. He married a Jewish woman, and his kids are so messed up because they have to celebrate three New Year's. <laughs> but all those days off i mean there's the chinese holidays and the jewish holidays they these kids never have to go to school uh i'm yeah. sorry there is absolutely no word in china the chinese language for day off <laughs> <laughs> you guys have any traditions you do on uh you know like some some people i think in south america you have to eat 12 grapes or something at the stroke of midnight in other places it's uh, you know a special toast or uh, my father used to buy oh, creamed herring oh that'll make you gag and I that love was creamed herring well then you should have known my dad he I ate it too but i you know i couldn't choke down one of those slimy pieces <laughs> of, of white coated fish whatever it was but do you have any uh, do you have any you know things that you normally do Shoot off a gun in the backyard, anything? No, don't shoot off a gun in the backyard. No, you know, I always do my vision board party. And then on New Year's Eve, I look at my vision board that I've created and I go, okay, it's going to be a really good year because I create it. I pre-create it. Oh, so you don't have a date then. Clearly. <laughs> if we've that's going to be your New on, Year's Eve, Dale, we've been working on that for a year now. Apparently, it's not working. <laughs> I spend New Year's Day filling in the year on uh, the the first several checks, so I don't goof it up. <laughs> oh, that's so romantic, Tim. You're just such a romantic. That's what I love about you. <laughs> 
So I just hope that 22 isn't like, you know, 20 T-O-O. So it's going to be so. be a repeat of that. I don't Please really, really want to do that. What and about, you, can, uh, you can make fun of me all you want, Carolyn, but you know what? Uh, I'm going to be the one with checks that don't look like the year is a backwards dollar sign. <laughs> Um, What was I going to say? Oh, resolutions. Do you have any resolutions? Things you're going to stop? Things you're going to start? Things you're going to... I mean, I'll go first. My my resolution this year, and it's it's been the same for a while, I promise I will lose more hair this year because that's that's something, a goal I can set and stick to. I will be watching more TV and uh, and uh, I'd be still eating and, and drinking as normal. Wow. So my same my my resolution, one of them, has been the same for the past six years, and I've never broken it. And that is every month to try one new class at the gym, either a new kind of a workout or a new instructor or a new something. And I have not missed in six years. So I plan to continue that. So they, what do you know? You know about like 72 different uh, exercises then if you go to a different one each week no, or no, year? No, no, one, one different one per month. So maybe yeah. it's a new Zumba instructor or I'll go to one 6 a.m. class in a year, one. So, you know, it's just something different. One thing that's like so that I don't get into a boring routine of having to do the same workout every week. That's boring. Yeah, that's why I don't do it. <laughs> what about you tim uh what resolution for me no <laughs> you know okay. you know what's cool though is that uh, you know on new year's eve at least for for tim and i that was like if you didn't work new year's eve it wasn't kicking off your year right yeah and, right. and now we look at it as we're working new year's eve Holy crap, man. <laughs> what did we do wrong that we're working New Year's Eve? Yeah, but not being a comedian with uh, off on New Year's Eve was kind of like being uh, uh, an Irish tenor with no work on March 17th. <laughs> it just meant that you really weren't good at your craft. But a few years back, a few years back, I decided, I said, you know, uh, 360 days a year, I'm, uh, I'm pretty much a whore. Uh, I, there's going to be five days, nights a year that I'm a call girl. So I just, uh, <laughs> I will do a New Year's Eve, but you're going to pay more for it than I am worth. <laughs> and I have not had to face a room full of noisemakers and horns and drunks for about uh, at least 10 years running now. Yeah, that's for my two, dating For two life. shows, too. Yeah. Oh, that's her dating life. <laughs> Noisemakers and drunks. All right. Well. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing better when you you, you know you're you, you, as you're getting up on stage. They say, okay, let's pour out the champagne splits now <laughs> and uh, uh, put all the noisemakers on the table. The, now, the, now, don't use these until midnight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the best New Year's I ever had working was at the Saber Room. And Carolyn, uh, the Saber Room is a, uh, it was a suburban, kind of like a, 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 a dirty Las Vegas showroom. Not dirty, but, you know, cheesy Las yeah. Vegas showroom. And uh, It was the only on, place uh, in the city, I understand, where you could go if you wanted to see plate spinning. 
Yeah, yeah, we had plate spinners, we had uh, we had jugglers, we had everything, and they had dancers, the Saberette dancers. We did a came out because it was a big runway stage and everything, and that year they had a special effect where at one point they would one of them would slide down this guy wire onto the stage from way up in the ceiling. So after the show one night, we're thinking and and uh, drinking a lot, and I said, hey. At midnight, I'm coming down the guy wire dressed as Baby New Year. <laughs> and so I, I had a big bonnet, a huge pacifier. I'm wearing a diaper. I had an overcoat on so I could get to the back of the place where anybody seeing me had climbed up. And they started the New Year countdown. And here I come gliding down the wire, which I had practiced a couple of times. But it never occurred to me that at midnight, people at all these tables, they're going to be standing up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going out the wire. Go, look out! Look out! Come in behind you. Watch out, everybody! <laughs> it's uh, it's no oh, surprise wow. to me, uh, uh, Dale, that you have practiced wearing a bonnet, pacifier, and diaper. It's no, the I still diaper. Got it. that I'm... <laughs> it's good every New Year, no matter where you are. <laughs> But one of the things we got to look at forward to in New Year's as baby boomers, number one, we ain't going to have that many more of them. (laughs) Number two, is there anything special we should be planning for in the new year? You know, we uh, hopefully we got all of our uh, our books in order and everything. But what what should we look for, especially 2022 when we still have the covid and everything else going on? So once again, at, at great uh, personal expense to him, we have a uh, we, we have a special <laughs> guest who is a professional in this area is going to tell us what to do. Please welcome everybody, Mr. Jeremy Torsk of Pro Advisors. Hey, thanks for having me, everybody. We're pleased to have you here, Jeremy. Thank you very much. So what uh, What do you think? What's coming up? What's the future going to be? Well, you know, just listening to you guys, I've, I really do relate to so many of the things you're talking about because this January, it'll be six years, Carolyn, since I went to the gym. So we're going to try to keep that going. It's, right. it's going to be my new, uh, uh, so I'm going to keep that one alive as well. Uh, but yeah, and also uh, we're doing something special at the tourist house. We have these uh, traditional New Year's parties, or I should say a tradition of New Year's parties where we do events, uh, 70s or, you know, different costume themed parties. And this year we're doing either Greece or Brazil because it's nine o'clock here when it's midnight there. And right. so we're doing, it's midnight at nine and at 9.30, everyone's going home. We're so about done with it. you dress up like John Travolta or Nazis. It's, yeah, or, or do a little bit of uh, the carnival thing for Brazil. Oh, and, okay. uh, and yeah, and we're gonna celebrate. <laughs> <met> the films. <laughs> we're, ce- we're literally celebrating at 9 p.m. We're gonna count down at midnight uh, for in Brazil and we're gonna call it a night. <laughs> It sounds like there's a lot of preparation in this. Do you have anybody that's going to slide down a wire? <laughs> no, because... but, but I did see Ethiopia on, on the list, and I figured that would be great because we could save on food. I wouldn't have to feed anybody. <laughs> yeah, we're doing the same thing. We're going to celebrate here at 6 o'clock, which is midnight in London, because that way my two-year-old granddaughter can stay up and celebrate New Year's, <laughs> and I can be in bed by 9. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, sorry. I forgot the question again. <laughs> uh, if you were a tree, no. The, 
The question was, what what should baby boomers uh, look for in the coming year? What should we be planning for? What do we uh, what do we need to be on the lookout for? Well, if you're talking business, which is what I kind of live, it, that's going to be employee retention. So if your baby boomers own a business and they have employees, then employee retention is the number one thing that they're going to have to watch out for and uh, learn how to retain them. A lot of, a lot of different uh, strategies, a little bit of science that we could talk about on how to do that. But, uh, you know, that's the number one thing. We're getting back to normal uh, is something that we think, it, but I'm from Florida, so it seems like it's pretty normal here. Uh, but it, yeah, I, we right. think it's gonna, we yeah. think it's gonna, it's coming to come around. You know, this, this stuff gets a little bit watered down every cycle. So we hope that that's gonna, we're going to be opening up a little more, but uh, yeah, so depending on what you're talking about. But for me, I, I'm, I'm really focusing on helping companies with employee retention. Wait a minute, and, you uh, said, so, so I do, you know, speak to companies and organizations too. And you said there's science involved with keeping people so we're drugging them and that's making them stay i don't understand he's caulking from florida yeah what do you think <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's snowing there except it's not coming from the sky that's right right here in snort down. in snort lauderdale and uh i understand yeah. a lot of i understand a lot of companies have dropped their drug testing uh, uh to, to improve employee retention so it's, really? uh, so so yeah. So what you say, Carolyn? It's, it's it was done as a jest, but it's kind of it's kind of true. It's it's a lot of a lot of businesses are letting their employees be drug addicts now. God bless them. <laughs> oh, that's special, you know. Yeah, that's why we need truck drivers, right? <laughs> yeah, I know that marijuana is one thing to have to take it out of their company handbooks and all that, and the really the where you get in trouble with that is when you get someone on a drug violation and you fire them because you're not happy with them and it's an easy excuse, but you let another guy go who does a good job and that'll get you in trouble. So consistent with your policies. So what else, what else do we need to know, Jeremy? Uh, let's see. So, <laughs> well, again, it's just about platinum. The platinum communication rule is, is the way to, uh, to get it. And that's treating people like they want to be treated. And that's not something that we're used to. You know, everyone treats people the way you want to be treated. There's so many differences in personalities in the workplace. So getting on the, the level, and really that's where the science comes in, of seeing how to help different people act and what are their behavior, behavioral styles and asking them to do something in the way that they like to be asked is the really the key. And it's such a simple trick to get your business to exponential growth because you're going to have people who are happy and, and buying into the program, just just the way you ask them to do the things that you need them to do, but asking it in a way that they'd like to be talked to. So there's different styles of uh, people who are drivers and want all the spotlight. And there's people who don't like the spotlight and they work just as hard, but uh, it's just what rephrase the question. This is applicable, I would assume, to just everyday life because, you know, as boomers, we're still out there. We may be retired. We may be, be still be employed, but it, it's very applicable to everyday life, treating people the way they want to be treated, which is really not what you find at the grocery store or the post office. And, um, you know, so I think that's a, that's a valuable thing to, to look at is treating people better. Well, yeah, and, and there's there's all different ways that you can ask for that senior discount, Dale. 
<laughs> you know you really hit it too because part of the science is called the social and self-awareness regulation so where you, it's a, how do you read a room when you're sitting at the post office and you can feel the pressure and you can feel somebody two people bickering do you break them you know that that tension up does your style or do you leave and book before you know it gets a little dangerous in there and you can just kind of tell the way someone's mood is so that's or, called a science of of self and, and social regulation and awareness too when i see a couple of people fighting at the post office i just open the popcorn <laughs> i look i look at the uh at the poster so i can figure their names out <laughs> hey, that looks just like you hey yeah. just sign it for me <laughs> So, um, I had another question handy, and now it's it's escaped me, but it, it'll be back soon because that's how memory works when you get to be a senior. <laughs> you know, it's, it's there, then it's gone. So anyhow, the, uh, the, uh, in addition to treating people the way they want to be treated, what, what other science are you talking about that we can employ? Well, really, it's it's about the um, the emotional quotient is the first thing we talked about, the 12 drivers. So it's finding out what drives people. Why are they there? Why do they have a job? What uh, drilling deeper on their whys and talking to them, creating relationships with them will tell you, you get to know them, that will create drive. And what you want is people who are driven, not people who are motivated. Zig Ziglar says motivation are like baths. It's great, but you need a new one every day, right? It only lasts for a day. So <laughs> when you learn how to, to tell the styles of people and you talk to them and get to build relationships with them, you get to ask them questions and have workshops and, and teach people how to really figure out what is driving them out in their life, putting them in a place where they're doing work that makes them happy and fulfills them with purpose. So that's that's kind of the third piece of that puzzle is the the drivers is why are they there? How do they like to work? And then how do they like to respond and, and be talked to? So I like to be driven and what makes me happy is chocolate. So I just need to find a job where I can sit in the back of a limousine and get fed chocolate. That's a it. Lucille Ball reminds me of that uh, scene where they're just stuffing the, the boxes. <laughs> Why are they there, though, is the uh, unanswered question every time I go into a McDonald's lately. Why are they employed? Why are you there? I mean, <laughs> people aren't there. That's the problem. People yeah. aren't there. They're they're staying away. They're they're asking themselves, "Why am I here?" I don't know. Not for the benefits. I was I was home. I was I was I was at one not long ago, and 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 she took a call right in the middle of my order. She takes a call and starts talking. It's like, uh, uh no, she's not here. No, it's just me. It's just me. Yeah, yeah. Four hours a week, and she doesn't want to do it. That's. I don't know why she doesn't want to work, and and I'm sitting there listening to this. I go, excuse me, can you can you finish that call later? And she puts her hand over the mouthpiece and goes, uh, I'm talking to my district manager. And I said, well, well, well <laughs> tell him he's going to lose business. Yeah, yeah. Tell your district manager that you have a customer. And uh, and all of a sudden, obviously, she <laughs> heard me. And it's like, oh. Okay, yeah, I will. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's beautiful. But that's what's that's what has uh, happened. So the people that own those businesses need to know, according to you, what's going to drive that person to really want to work there. What would drive a person to really want to work at a fast food place? Well, I think uh, it's their personality. It's, it's uh 
hopefully they're young and that they want some experience. <laughs> all right. That's what really should drive a young person. Anyone to work at a fast food place is they're young and they need to have some experience because that's what that job was created for in the first place. We just got out of, you know, spoiled of, of just putting everyone to work and, and not really promoting the society. But I, I don't want to get too deep on that. You know, the Parado's principle, 80, 20, 20 percent of the population in, in any business, 20 percent of any state. Uh, of your all your sales are gonna you know 80 percent are gonna come from 20 percent of your customers yet that it goes out for everything so you got to uh look at society as a whole and hiring the right person when you put the science into interviewing people and um you get to hire the right type of people then you won't end up with the people who'd like to take phone calls at, at that uh at that moment when you've got a customer in front of you but parado's principle has a lot to do with it you really have to know which 20% of your workforce is driving 80% of your production, train up the other 20, the next 20, to replace the other people who are actually doing the work because they're going to probably get taken if you don't learn how to treat them right. And then the last, the bottom 20, you got to get them out of there because they're poisoning your well. So you have to know how to read all these people and figure out what is their drivers. Are they there just for a paycheck? Do they even care what they're doing? Are they just walking through the numbers? And who are actually there and want to make a difference? See, that's why I became a sole proprietor because I, I can't handle eighty percent of the time. You didn't get, you didn't care twenty percent. Yeah, <laughs> you really just cared. take twenty percent of the different people that live in my head, you know, and they're doing eighty percent of the thinking, yeah. and it's I, I, I can't even handle that. So that's what's on the on the docket really for this next year. It's the biggest problem in America in twenty twenty two is, is keeping people, especially your good people. But you're right, though. It's when you learn these things, your whole life kind of brightens up because you learn how to treat people that way in your house, which for me, I'm guilty of. I go home and I treat my wife, you know, differently than my employees because, you know, I, I have that comfort there and I take her for granted and, and that doesn't go. And she's an S, right? I've got the disc. I do disc. She's an S, which means suffers in silence, which uh, is usually me uh, when I want something from her later. I'm suffering in silence, too, but I'm usually pouting. So <laughs> what's wrong, honey? Never mind. Mm. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Stop it. Can, can I go? Can I go back here for a second, Jeremy? Did, did I just hear you say that your wife would prefer it if you treated her more like an employee? Uh, she would prefer that I treat her like the way she likes to be treated. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which is how I like to treat my employees. Because okay. I can't see you going to your wife saying, uh, I, I don't see that sandwich making itself. <laughs> Less bitching and more kitchen. Come on. <laughs> time to lean, time to clean. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I am so happy I'm single at this moment. I'm just happy. <laughs> so, uh, I was going to say, oh, Jeremy, what, uh, what one piece of advice, if you had one piece of advice to leave with us today that, that baby boomers could use in their everyday life, in their business life, if they're still in business, and uh, what, uh, what would that be? I'd Mine say would be use flaws. You, know, but <laughs> you got the teeth, use yeah. them while you still got them. I would say try to get 1% better every day. Just find something and make YouTube your friend. YouTube is something that I use for almost everything. I have uh, 
basically um, a knowledge degree, not a college degree from YouTube, because every kind of technology that comes out, I find a video, I find somebody that I think I can understand and they talk slow enough and I play and I stop and rewind to play. And it's my teacher, it's my, my free teacher. So learn about new things every day, keep your mind engaged, leverage YouTube, for the tool that it is, because it's got a lot of junk on there, but it's got a lot of great stuff, uh, motivation, um, really just expose yourself to something new every day or, or a couple of days till you get a hang of it. That would be, uh, that's, what I'm, that's what I like to practice. Well, you want to find someone that can speak slow enough and English enough, because I've, right. I've come across a few of those videos that the Asian accent is a little on the heavy side. Well, they yep. made it, you know. So. <laughs> the thing is, it takes you about three seconds to figure that out, and you just hit next. <laughs> but it's yeah, never you could... hard to understand the puppy videos. I must watch 10 of those a day. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Golden Retriever's doing funny things. That's my happy place. <laughs> yes, I agree. But there is, you're right, there is a, a YouTube video for everything. I bought everything. my granddaughter this little princess tent primarily because it said it was easy to assemble. <laughs> it came with instructions and it came in and it says number one take out of box number two unzip the bag number three uh put the poles together and then it said page one that was the only page there was oh. they didn't give me anything and i couldn't figure out, i found a youtube video of how to put the thing together that particular model it was amazing yeah yeah i don't do 800 numbers and i have mostly boys so i uh, step one is take the toy out of the box Put it in the garbage. Step two is play with the box. Have more fun. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And Jeremy, you don't do 800 numbers. That's why we haven't met. No, that's right. I don't do 800 numbers. <laughs> Hi, Carolyn. If that's your real name. <laughs> I, I actually went to one of those places. We had a, a client in a different business, and he ran one of these sex number things where you could call up and I, I went to his uh, to his office, cubicles, um, older, ugly ladies, you know, who are just have really nice voices, and they're just and they're all on clocks. And the goal is to see how long at a dollar a minute you can keep the sap on the line. You know so why they do it? Because they know how the sap wants to be talked to. They know the platinum communication go. rule. There you go. <laughs> they're champions at that. Now we've come full circle, and that's exactly. the end I was looking for. All right, <laughs> Jeremy. How can people find you if they're looking for more advice on this, or if they'd like to uh, hire you or consult with you? Sure, by uh, jeremytorsk.com. Now, my last name is spelt like to risk, and um, my blood type is B positive, so how could I go wrong? It's kind of <laughs> easy to remember. Uh, but <laughs> jeremytorsk.com, and uh, you know, Labor to Leadership was a book that I wrote, and so if you put Labor to Leadership, my name might come up, but yeah, Jeremy Torsk. Uh, I'm on all the Insta Instagrams and and LinkedIn's and TikToks and all of those uh, making putting up videos on there. So there's a lot of stuff you can see. And uh, I would love to speak with anyone. Have a virtual coffee with any of your guests. Jeremy Torisk, T-O-R-I-S-K. His blood type is B positive. My blood type is 60 proof. And so, you know, that's, that's, that's just keeps me from freezing in the wintertime. Anyhow, Jeremy, thank you for being here and sharing some uh, some information for our audience. Uh, that about uh, wraps it up. Uh, Carolyn, do you have any last words for the folks? I just want to wish everybody a happy, healthy um, New Year. Stay alive through 2022. We'll do this again in January of 2023. 
All right. You, you got big hopes. Tim, how about you? <laughs> hey, just check out my website, timslego.com, to see where I'm going to be in 2022. Excellent, yeah, and uh, please go to uh, daleirvin.com. Sign up for the Friday Funnies. I'll make you laugh on the Internet every single Friday. Also, go to anotherdayaboveground.com, and you can listen to all of our episodes on there and invite any of your friends that would like to join you. Other than that, it's been another wonderful uh, episode. We, uh, we ask you to share it with your friends, and uh, now go out and enjoy the rest of the day because it is another day above ground see you next year and that's it for another day above ground for dale tim and carolyn i'm farad muhammad thanks for listening